Welcome to Creativity, the podcast where art and engineering collide. My name is Jeremy S. Cook, and here with me now is my partner, Max Maker. Hi, everybody. We, uh, we discuss all kinds of stuff from uh, art to creativity, obviously, to uh, everything in between. And today, it's just going to be me and Max, but we've got lots of interesting things to, to talk about. Right, Max? Oh, yeah. Lots of stuff has been happening here. It's close to Christmas, um, so that means we really have to finish all our year's work right now for some reason. Everybody does it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What and have you been up to? Yeah, so I guess, um, you know, I've been doing you know a lot of technical writing, of course, and um, I guess... I guess one of the cooler projects I've worked on recently, I did a, like a rotor, like a rotary control, like an auxiliary control surface, you know, like you got your keyboard, you got your mouse, but you know, if you want to turn the volume on your songs up or down, you know, what do you do? You got like a shortcut key on your keyboard. You know, to you me, that's kind of, what's, what's that? Yeah. You need a you knob. Need a knob. Exactly. So I, um, I made a knob. I had, um, yeah, I guess just, it just so happened. Everything worked out. Yeah. Very nicely. This, um, I'd made something similar about a year ago, a little over a year ago, that used a uh, knob and a, a trink and an encoder and a trinket board from Adafruit, and that worked okay. But it skipped around sometimes, and I only had one button for uh, to play or pause a song. But what happened was I had seen a couple of people have come out with these I two C encoders that take care of the actually reading the reading the encoder for you. So the module reads the encoder, then it passes all this stuff along to your arduino board or whatever you're using so mm-hmm. that was really nice to take care of that and then i also just so happened i went to that new york maker fair a couple months ago and this company called called mel bell which I, I don't really know where they got the name but but the guy just gave me one of these tiny little boards that can work act as a as a leonardo arduino leonardo 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 which um can act as like a keyboard or mouse or whatever so Long story short, I hooked those two things together, add some buttons, and I've got something that'll turn the music up and down, play or pause, skip songs. And the other cool thing I added was that if you put it in a separate mode, you can actually use it to control video games too. So, That's cool. so it interfaces with your computer? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's um, oh, wow. Arduino Leonardo is the most well-known of these, these boards that can do this, but it acts it basically plugs in and the computer natively thinks it's a keyboard or a mouse, like an HID device is what they ah, call it. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. 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 And, um, not, not a yeah, PID, not a, not a PID, um, HID, which I guess HID device is a bit, um, redundant because that's human interface device. So HID device <laughs> would be human interface device device. So that doesn't, <laughs> but, yeah, it's um, but yeah, it works works really well. I've been really happy with it. I can turn volume up and down, and you know, with what I do, I end up like watching. A lot of the time, I'll be you know what I do. I'll report on technical stuff, so sometimes it'll mean watching a video. So I'll watch a video, and then I'll play pause my. Or then after I get done, I'll turn on music that I'm listening to to kind of drown out some of the background noise that's going on at times, and so I just have like one button I can just hit rather than trying to you know, contort my, you know, do my finger yoga to try to play or pause using my keyboard shortcuts. So that's, uh, <laughs> I feel like I've been going on and on about this, but it's, uh, it's a nice gimmick. I'll, it's a nice little gimmick. Exactly. So been working on that. Now, what about, um, what about you, Max? 
Oh, I've been working on like three projects uh, at a similar time. That's uh, a camera slider, which I can't really talk about for a customer. That right. found me through YouTube, which is really nice. Uh, I would never have thought that um, that would work one day, but he just said, hey, can you make me this thing? And I'm building it for him. And that's, yeah, that's a lot of work, but also a lot of uh, learning. And yeah, it's, it's yeah. an interesting thing. You know, it's, it's like we talk about, well, I don't know if we talk about it that much, but I, neither you or I to make a ton of money directly on YouTube, but I think it's a great, great way to put yourself out there. Exactly. Yeah. You know, just for advertising almost. And plus I enjoy it. And as I'm sure you do too, of course. Oh yeah, it's good fun, and you know, from time to time, making a video. I think it wouldn't be fun if I had to do it every week, but so far, it's good, you know. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. I guess I guess that's how we, uh, well, indirectly, that, how, we, how we, we got, got together. together. Yeah, that's so, true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so you've got the top secret camera slider project that we just can't talk oh, yeah, about. And I'm building a, a belt grinder right now. Uh, that was just like, uh, yeah, fun little project um, in between projects, you know, like a vacation from vacation or work well, so within work so sometimes I'm, I'm, those are the best um i think one of my best projects recently just kind of it was something i needed to make it was like a dust collector for another project and ended up being way more popular than the other project I think. <laughs> <laughs> so but as far as as, far as the belt grinder what it, can you explain that a little bit for, for people out there? Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, a, you know, you have these uh, really long belts. They're 72 inches long and they're uh, sandpaper belts. And you need to yeah turn them in a loop like a bandsaw to sand stuff away with. And you can't really buy them in Germany. You can buy these tiny ones. I don't think they're really worth it. Um, and I'm building a really big one, like 72 inches, I think it's. Yeah, some, 72 inches by um, 2 yeah. inches. So it's a really big belt. And I got this wow. giant, giant motor from the former east of Germany. So the GDP. And GDP. it still works perfectly What, what does fine. GDP stand for? Just so... Uh... Uh, oh, German Democratic Republic? GDR. Oh, okay, okay. German Democratic Republic, you know, Soviet Germany. Right, right, right. Because... But it still works absolutely fine because it just has three moving parts, which is two bearings and the shaft. So, yeah, okay, they well, last forever. Yeah, you know, in concept, it's a very easy concept, but I feel like the actual execution of it might be, you know, the devil's in the details, as they say. Is it Has it been a oh, challenging yeah, project? Yeah, I mean, the motion wasn't too difficult. I, um, I needed one really big wheel, so that would be attached to the motor. And that wheel, I just used some plywood, um, glued it all together to get the right thickness, which is um, 80 millimeters, I think. And then I chopped off the edges on the bandsaw. And then I thought I could let my CNC um, turn this round. But then I realized um, I, I can't machine 80 millimeters of thickness on my CNC. Oh, so sure. what I did was, um, was that, I just uh, drilled what, a hole. Like three and a half inches for those uh, listening yeah. in America, right? Is that, yeah, is it, right? it can't reach that deep uh, with the cutter. Um, and, and, and I didn't feel like going upstairs to program this thing on the computer and then let the CNC run. So what I thought was just, um, I, I attached this thing, I, I drilled a hole um, to match the shaft with just a Forstner bit, that was really quick. Get it on the motor itself, uh, it's a push fit, so it won't ever come off, I think. Um, and then I thought I'd do this thing where you um, turn the, the wheel and then machine it like you would on a wood lathe. 
So, so and, you turned the the thing you were building into the lathe that was building itself. That's, yeah, that's exactly. Quite but that didn't work out because oh. I was trying to turn uh, end grain basically because it's plywood, so I couldn't really turn it. That's why a lot of people are using MDF, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big fan myself. <laughs> yeah, but I, I never had any MDF, and that then what I thought what I could do is I just put this thing on my CNC, the motor itself. And then just run across the edge with the CNC router, and that just about worked uh, height-wise. Huh. Was a bit scary, but yeah. Then I had the wheel, and the rest came together really nicely. But then I put an enclosure around it. That took a lot of time. Sure. So is it is it working right now? Is it doing the uh, job? Yeah, it's working. Um, the enclosure is really tight, uh, and it's all made from aluminium and steel. So there's nothing there that can burn. Oh, that's good. And I've got a dust port at the back. Yeah, it should work nicely. I'm just waiting for one more steel part for the platen. Um, okay. And then it's ready to go. I painted it today and I'm quite happy. It, it's a fun project. It's not difficult. It's just, you know, you have to put work into it. But I think anybody could build this at home. Nice. And, uh, and you're going to make a, and make a video about that, I assume? Oh, oh yeah, definitely. But first, I'm going to finish the hydrofoil. <laughs> sure. Now, well, before before we get into that, because I'm dying to ask you about that, what what are you planning to use this this belt grinder for? Oh, it's basically just um, if I make a cut on any part, like steel or aluminium, uh, oftentimes the cut is not perfect, and I want to grind it smooth, and that's what I just want to use it for, just touching up surfaces to make them flat or smooth or round them over, just for okay. general utility. I, I don't plan on making knives or anything like that. Okay, well, that's interesting. Usually, when you buy an F one fifty here, they give you they throw in a free belt grinder, so just <laughs> you know, you yeah. ever. I, I know that nobody here in Germany has belt grinders at home, but apparently, lots of people have in America. Yeah, they're pretty common. I, I don't have one myself, but you know, it's something I've thought that's looks pretty good. <laughs> so maybe maybe and, I'll get one eventually. Yeah, yeah, the motor was twenty bucks on eBay. It's just an old industrial motor and. I had the skateboard wheels left over from, from a longboard that I wanted to build that I never finished. Nice. Scrap aluminium and, oh yeah, I had this really bad aluminium. It, I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> <laughs> it machines so badly. Nice. If, if I drill a hole and I'm almost through of the hole, at the underside of the piece of uh, aluminium, there's like a three millimeter high dome. It just pushes huh. the aluminium aside like butter. It doesn't cut. Well, that sounds that doesn't sound very good. Is it? Is it sick? I mean, is it? Hmm. How can I put this? You know, sixty sixty one is the most common aluminum. They got like seventy seventy two. Is this just, or is this just aluminum? They just sold it to you. This is alum, aluminum. They just sold it as aluminum. Hmm. <laughs> well, that's uh, that's fine, I guess. Yeah, but I got rid of it now and. <laughs> <laughs> Glad. Yeah, now right. now I, I I pay attention to what aluminium I buy. <laughs> this is the first time I had so shitty stuff. Yeah, what uh, where do you get your aluminium or aluminium? Uh, eBay. As, as, <laughs> okay. Always eBay. eBay, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I, well, I don't have right. any local suppliers that would sell me anything. I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like there's some in my area. Like, I feel like I could maybe find somebody that would sell me stuff like that, but. I wouldn't really. I'd have to ask around. I guess. I'm sure there. Yeah. Certainly, there's someone with. You'd think. Oh, there must be someone. But if I have to drive for one hour, that's not worth it. I can just order it online. Yeah. 
my, my limited experience with that kind of thing is that these places generally exist, but they're not set up as like, they don't have a big sign in the front that says, you know, Al, Al's aluminum emporium. It, yeah. It's, you know, it's kind of like in the back somewhere and it's kind of dirty and you go in and you know, you know, you know, Al and you just say, you know, what do you, I need some three quarter or whatever, blah, 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 blah. And they take care of it. But that's, again, that's, that's me having been in the car when somebody else bought something and I don't know, you know, I guess if I didn't know any better, I'd almost think it was kind of like a, some sort of shady deal. So maybe, <laughs> maybe that's like some sort of underground aluminum got to know your sources. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I feel bad when I go into these big companies that sell wood, for example. Um, they just sell huge quantities to local, um, you know, professional uh, carpenters uh, that deal with wood. And if I just come in there and I just buy one board, it's just a waste of their time. They don't make any money on me. <laughs> they don't want to sell anything to me. Uh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Actually... Actually, it's funny you mentioned that. I, I um, besides, I guess my projects that kind of are most on my mind. I actually made a, a new bed for for my wife and I because. Oh. Lo- long story short, basically, as I you found broke out, the old the, one. <laughs> yes, pretty, pretty much, <laughs> because we we got this. Uh, wear, lots of wear and tear on that. <laughs> well, uh, no, no, no comment on that. But the uh, we we got a. Um, one of these foam mattresses. Yeah, are you familiar with those? Mm-hmm. You know, you get the spring mattresses that are a lot lighter. We got a foam mattress. Well, as I, as I come to find out, the uh, the box springs just are not built to handle that. So I I just kind of designed it. Didn't really draw it up, but just kind of designed it in my mind. You know, drew a couple of notes and went to um, went to the hardware store to get the wood. And the guy's like, "This is a lot of wood to cut." I'm like, "What? What are you guys here? For? What are you guys here for?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> he's like i'll do it but this is a lot usually we just cut it so people can fit to fit it in their cars I'm like well what do you what do you want me to do i can't uh it's gonna be a real pain to put all this in, in my mini minivan because that's oh that's true you don't have an f-150 either do you no i don't actually i guess i'm more uh you know hearkening back to my german roots with a minivan instead of an f-150 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um yeah, but I guess. Have you made I a video my about ant- that? What's that? Have you made a video about the bed? No, you know, I was debating this. Maybe I could uh, ask your opinion on this because I really just wanted to get it done because I was just sick of sick of the bed being broken. And um, so I didn't. I didn't so you film did break the whole. It. I, I did break. It, yes. <laughs> um. Yeah, but. Anyway, I, I just I just wanted a, a solid bed, you know, and um, so I just wanted it done. and didn't film it, so I I'm, I've debated like going back and just doing a video of like kind of like showing it off and kind of kind of showing what I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what do you think about that? Is that is that too um, is that something you I... would think is a good idea, or is that something that's just just don't bother? You you know what I mean? I, I guess you can make a video about uh, what you learned about it and the difficulties you had, like. Just to show and tell, maybe. Uh, I I don't have a bed either at the moment. I'm sleeping on the floor, like the mattress is just on the floor. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to build one too because I want a nice one. Um, but I'm not sure if I'm going to film it. Also, yeah. you and me, we don't have uh, Casper as a, we don't have beep 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 as a sponsor. 
Yeah, well, no, it's actually that's um interesting interesting that you mentioned that. That it is a Casper bed and um Oh, but you had to a, pay for it. I did pay for it. And Well, yeah. It's I thought there was something wrong with the bed. And then um I called the people to return it because I got that hundred night policy, not that I'm trying to plug them at all. And the guy was like, Yeah, we can process it or you know, if you've got it on a on a box spring, they're really not built to handle that. You know, you should um probably check it out. I was like, hmm, you know what, I'm gonna check that out. So I lifted the bed off and and you know, as it comes out the as I looked at it, it wasn't the mattress so much as the box spring was was partially collapsed. You know, I'm I'm a pretty pretty big guy, so I was like, well, that's probably the problem. And um, now that I have a bed that's, I, I mean, I made this, I so overbuilt it. I I made it with uh, two by two by sixes on the the lengths of it, which is what does that work out to be? I, I don't know what that is in centimeters, but you can. Oh, it's it, it's big. It's it's pretty big, and and then I used um, used two by threes on the um, to support it on the middle, you know, but I, I actually stood these up on the on the long side, so they're not, you know, what I'm saying, like like the the three dimension is bent up, like poking into the bed, mm-hmm. and I spaced them five and a half inches from each other, so there's like ten of these, like uh, what would you call it, ten of these boards that are meant to be. In, you, in you build wall. a wooden house that's the size of a bed. Yeah, exactly. Except instead of using, I think it's 18 inch, or I don't know if it's 24 inch centers, 18 inch centers on a wall. Or it, anyway, it, it's it's five five and a half. It's more like six inches per between inch beam. So it's extremely strong. It's it's just I I, I laid on it the first time. I'm like wow, this is like I'm lying on the floor. Except you know with a mattress above me. So it was um. That's exactly what I wanted. And I put a piece of plywood down on top of the beam so that it would support the inside too. So what if did you, you put on the outside? On the outside, it was just uh, two by two by sixes. I stained it with some dark stain. Looks looks pretty good. The, the one mistake I did make though, I was thinking I'd make it a little bit lower than my old bed. And I did, but you know, I didn't really necessarily consult my wife about it. And um, so it's a little bit, it's probably a little bit lower than I should have made it. So it's, but you know, it's, um, I guess that's one big lesson about building something like that is to always consult all the, uh, all the parties involved and make sure, make sure everything, oh, everybody's, yeah. <laughs> make sure you have buy-in. Um, so it was just, I was like, yeah, I think it'll be like, you know, two or three inches lower and then it's more like six inches lower. And anyway, it doesn't, it doesn't sound like a lot maybe, but. It definitely, I got in there like, hmm, this is a little lower than I thought it would, would be. You can so, always put something underneath to make it higher. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You know, we talked about it. She's like, well, you know, we'll give, you know, we're like, well, we'll give it a week or two. And depending on what we think about it, I'll just put some uh, spacers underneath. So it'll be, it'll be fixed one way or another. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I, I don't I, know. I, I just... I noticed when I built a belt grinder, I thought this would be a fun project to just freehand, you know, take this piece, then put this piece on, and the next piece, drill some holes here and there. But now I think, and that's what always happens when after I finish the project that I do freehand, I should have done a computer model first <laughs> to see the dimensions, to not make any mistakes, to make yeah. everything look a little bit better. Well, I, I was extremely happy with the dimensions except for I should have made the legs longer. I was, I was happy. I was, I was 
I don't want to say surprised, but yeah, I'll also say pleasantly surprised that everything just fit together perfectly without a model. But those those legs just I should have added another three inches or so on them. So you know, it is it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, it's easy to put something underneath. Yeah. So all that being said, what, what do you think? Is it worth? Because I think it's... Make a video. I, oh, yeah. I think make a video. Okay. Just make a quick video, like, you know, what you learned, what went wrong. Yeah. Uh, what you would do differently. I think that's interesting to see. Okay. And I, I think for, 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 even if it's a little lower, the way I built it, it is, I am convinced it's one of the most solid bed designs that I, I could come up with. So unless unless I just made everything like made made pure two by four like a bed full of two by fours on the on the bottom that'd be <laughs> that'd be ridiculous. So I, I saw they're selling um, pallet beds now and they're not cheap. Like how much is a pallet bed? Well, it looks like a pallet, and it it, it was I think three hundred euros. I guess that's not and, that and expensive, it, but I I mean you know I feel like it, I feel like if you're pallet. gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna live like a homeless person at least you know your bed should be free i I think <laughs> yeah yeah i wonder if it comes on a pallet or if you have to assemble the pallet yourself so, so do you do you have to put newspaper on top to you know to, to sleep on <laughs> cardboard 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 well i'm sleeping on the floor and at first it was difficult getting up but now i i kind of got the hang of it like I think it's a little bit of training to, you know, for your legs and your muscles. So, so when you uh, say sleeping on the floor, you, you've got a mattress, and then you, you yeah. have a box spring or no box spring? No, no, no box spring, just a mattress. Just, just a mattress. Well, I'm sure. Uh, but you know, okay. I'm sure. I'm sure people. Uh, well, you know that that's why you should make sure to um, you know give to us on Patreon if you want to support the, the show and <laughs> possibly help Max to. You know, not have to spend all his money on, on hosting, and uh, maybe you can buy himself a new bed at, at some point. One so. day I'm going to build a bed, but first, next summer, we want to build a sauna in the garden. Really? Well, see, that doesn't yeah. really, I, I feel like that doesn't really uh, bring up the you know, whole pity aspect now, you know? No, so, yeah, no, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, donate to us on Patreon so Max can have a actual bed. And, and hey, you know, buy a sauna Patreon too. Patreon so, is to pay for hosting this podcast. Right. That costs so, money. Sauna is just for fun. Right. So so thank you. I'll just put it out there. Thank you, Stephen Booker, as as always. You, you are. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you very much. Yeah. Two and months we'll, in a row. That's some great support from you. Yeah. You're, you're the man. So we'll just put that out there before we forget about him because... Steve is the only man so far. Yeah. But... We will call the rest of you out too, and if and when you decide to support the show, which we, um, yeah, all you really have to do is, is listen, and that's fine. But yeah, but any support helps, and yeah. But one thing I wanted to ask you, I, would, I guess, dancing around it is what what's the deal with your hydrofoil? Oh, with the hydrofoil, um, yeah, well. It's such a complicated project. I can't really work on two complicated projects at the same time. And since I've got this one project that pays basically for the hydrofoil, uh, I, I, I can't um, <laughs> can't work on the hydrofoil so far. But I got a big rain barrel and that is filling up right now. So unless it's full, I can't even continue with the rain barrel anymore to, anyway to test the motor. Um, but I <laughs> guess... <laughs> don't you guys have, don't you have a hose? 
Well, that costs money. <laughs> sure, sure. And I imagine you know, it's, it I imagine it it's pretty, an adventure pretty cool. getting this rain barrel. Really? I, I, yeah, I can't I, tell if you're joking I got it with right. my bike. No, I got it with my bike. It's a 500 liter rain barrel, I think. Yeah, 500 liters. So um, half a ton. I don't know how much that is in ounces, but it's a lot. That's a lot. Um, I didn't have the trailer uh, available at the time, so I got it with my bike and I drove to the hardware store with my like my bicycle, and I had this hand truck that I tied to the back of the bike, and then I tied the rain barrel onto that hand truck and I just pulled it behind me. Really, <laughs> it was really top heavy. Fell over four times. <laughs> so, so that's interesting. But I got it, it home. In, in Germany, you can't have a motorized scooter. But you can nope. uh, you can tow, tow oh, yeah. rain barrels around on the back of your bike, nope. and that's no problem. Okay. No problem. <laughs> well, good. It's um. And how long ago was this? Was this recently? Uh, four weeks. We had a real drought this week, uh, year. The whole year in Germany didn't rain a lot, huh. but now it's almost full. I I guess just one third left. Okay. Still, and then and I can start. So right now it's uh, you know it's Dece- December. Obviously, is it not? like snowing there is it it's pretty cold right it's cold yeah it's uh, close to freezing okay yeah yeah it's uh actually actually turned the heat on the other day here so in florida oh so. wow wow <laughs> yeah. yeah have you been in the pool today no i haven't been in the pool i you know we passed by it i was like you know i guess we could probably no i mean we don't you know we, you know, we don't go swimming here past you know past early november you know it's just just gets too cold here <laughs> so how do you maintain the pool in, in the winter Oh well, the the cool thing is my my uh, my the where I live. I don't have my own pool. The neighborhood has ah, a okay. pool, and I have no ah, idea okay. what they do. They just I think they just hire some guy to come and clean it out or whatever they do. I mean, I guess your your parents have a pool, right? But I th- I think it's got some sort of like uh, covering on it, right? It looks uh, like. Yeah, in the winter they they let half of the water out. I don't know why, really. <laughs> I really don't know why they they. I guess it's to drain some of the pipes so there's no water in these pipes um, at the top. And then they put a cover over it to catch all the leaves. And then in uh, spring, it's all a big mess with green water and leaves and all of that. And then we clean it and put fresh water in. Okay. Hmm. And a few bags of salt. Um, like, I guess, 150 kilograms of salt in total. Like, just table salt. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's because... Um... I know that's like the the popular thing is to have a there's a saltwater pool then, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's not as salty as the Mediterranean Sea, but it's it's quite salty. Sure. Yeah. It's um because you know most most pools here have chlorine in them, but the you know really really nice pools have. I mean, I don't know about nice pools, but just I think that's been kind of a trend to have saltwater pools. So I guess you guys yeah, I are guess on it's the a bit healthier, but we still have chloride in it a little bit. Okay. But not hmm. as much. You can't really smell it un- un- unless you take a taste. <laughs> okay, well, you wouldn't be the first person to drink pool water. I'm sure my kids uh, drink drink plenty. <laughs> <laughs> the goal is to not have them drink too much. Right. Well, it's, it's funny, you know, we go, um, we used to live near a lake and we go swimming with our dog sometimes, you know, Evie, Evie our, our dog, and um you see her she'd be paddling doggy paddling and then you'd see her mouth just going out you know in and out just you could just tell she was just <laughs> drinking the water as she was swimming it's like 
man, I don't know how your, you know, your bladder is not going to burst doing this kind of behavior. <laughs> you know, you don't, just because you're in the water doesn't mean you have to drink the water. So that's, that's um, the creativity podcast, uh, health, health uh, tip for the day. So Yeah, that's, you know, we're really on topic with this podcast. <laughs> right. But, right, speaking of topics, now let's, let's get back to the, um, the hydrofoil. You haven't tested it because your rain barrel isn't quite full. Exactly. And you just, you just haven't, um, you've had other stuff to work on, I guess. Yeah, but I hope I can start on this in January. Yeah, Hopefully. I understand. So what, yeah. I guess what is January, like late January is probably like when it gets really cold there, I, I assume. Uh, yeah, yeah. It always depends. Like if we get a cold front from Russia, it can get really, really, really cold. But that only happens uh, every few years. Okay. And mostly it's just around freezing or slightly below freezing. Okay. And, and you're in the north of Germany, so it's not, it's not mountainous there. So is it actually no, colder no, in the south really of Germany? Flat. Is that? I think so. They definitely have lots more snow. Hmm. Okay. They oh. also have nice food down there and oh. cheaper food. But then the rent is more expensive down there, so it's all a balance. <laughs> That's so. How do they pay for the rent then? If they're you know, if you own a restaurant, and you're you know, oh, you can't can't sell your, your food for as much. Uh, yeah, we don't know how they do it because you know my family they used to work in um, uh, restaurants, and they don't know how they do it in the south. Hmm. Well, it's interesting, I guess. I guess, I guess in the south of the United States, uh, food's cheaper and rent's cheaper, so it, it all kind of uh, kind of all kind of evens out for us. Yeah, but you're not in the south, right? In Florida, that's not the south. Well, that's uh, interesting that you uh, <laughs> interesting that you get that because that many people would claim claim that to be the truth. <laughs> so, I mean, you is know, it, you, really, I, I thought Florida's Florida, and then you know, the real south is uh, New Mexico, <clears throat> Albuquerque. <laughs> No, that that's pretty much true. Like if you say, how can I put this? If you go to somewhere like Alabama and say you're from the South, but you're from Florida, they'll really question you about that. They'll mm -hmm. think, you know, because people will think, and in reality, many people from, you know, Canada and New York or whatever else will come down here to retire. And so a lot of the time people from, who say they're from Florida are actually from, from somewhere else so it is kind of like florida florida is its own thing it's not really not really the south not really the north as far as culturally you might say you're um, like an airport it's very international like, no actually exactly you know people would just come down here and you know after they've been here a few generations they turn into in, into florida florida men and women and it's a whole, whole different thing <laughs> and they get arrested <laughs> and they get arrested for uh for wrestling alligators and, and such like that. <laughs> yeah. I remember when I was watching, I think it was The Daily Show, this guy, he was living in Florida in a really packed neighborhood uh, with lots of these uh, canals in between properties. You know you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and he was doing shooting practice in his backyard. And it was a really highly populated area. So everybody was afraid that they would get shot by accident. And he was like, oh, it's okay. My, my mom sits sits at the canal and looks if there's any boat coming by. And if, this is, if there's no boat coming by, I can shoot. 
Wow, that's and everybody was really fed up about him, uh, but the council said, "Like, yeah, it's not illegal. He can do it." <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be very happy about that personally. I um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's interesting. You know, uh, I I um, I was listening to some kind of financial podcast. Apparently, apparently OJ Simpson came here after his uh, his whole ordeal. Um, I don't mm-hmm. know if he still lives here. I think he's in. A uh, quick question: Do you think he's he's guilty or not? Uh, I, th- I feel like that's a bit of a loaded question. Um, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll, I'll just answer: He was he was found not guilty in criminal court, and then he was found guilty in civil court. So you know what is what does that tell you? I think I think it says that. <laughs> I think it says that. Legally speaking, you'd have to say he probably did it. But maybe there wasn't enough uh, evidence to say he did it for sure, if that makes any any sense. Okay, okay. So, but yeah, that was that was what the guy in this podcast was talking about. Just that you know, because he was found guilty of that. Apparently, Florida is such a such a haven for asset protection since since he lived since he had a big house in here. He was pretty much pretty much good to go after that. Which is actually sounds pretty terrible that I, uh, I yeah, it's an unfortunate situation, all of it. So he's rich. Different rules apply. <laughs> different rules apply, right? Although, and then he went to jail for something else later. I think like stealing. Yeah, robbery, right? Mil- yeah, I, I think you like try to steal, like some sort of Letterman. Like there's like some sort of sports memorabilia that he sold or something like that. Sure, <laughs> I, wasn't all the bank robbery or something like that. I'm oh, not I sure. don't I know. could be totally wrong. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was. Uh, yeah, that was a weird. Because I remember watching that. You know that the uh, Bronco chase. You know, it was uh, really. Oh, yeah. I'm just just old enough to remember that. I was like, wow, this is weird. And then, um, <laughs> you know, then like that summer, like you know, we, I just remember being out of school and like. I didn't really watch that much of it, but some of my friends would just like watch like the whole trial. Like, like it was like a whole thing. And, um, yeah. So yeah, I guess I'm, yeah, I guess we're really on topic this, this week. Yeah. We really, this is where art and engineering collide. We talked a little bit about engineering and now a little about bit about OJ Simpson. (laughs) So I, I think, I think that, it's good enough. But, you know, we had great guests in the last few episodes. And uh, we might have a great guest for uh, late September. That's Late September? Late, uh, late September. December. I don't, I don't. But then this is already late December. But I guess our next a, guest will be, will be quite good. We may have a good one in January. So, yeah. So, yeah. No, I, I think it was a, a good podcast. So, if that's, yeah. if you've said enough, so. Unless you've got any more topics to talk about. Um, no, not really. Um, but yeah. I Merry think, Christmas. Uh, yeah, Merry Christmas, Max. Hope you have a great great holiday with your family. and You guess, too. It was good talking to you. Yeah. So all the best. All the best to everyone over there. Have a nice Christmas, nice holiday. Spend some time with your family and, you know, make some awesome plans for 2019. Yeah, likewise. And the same thing to everybody listening. You know, if you've got anything you want to hear or want to comment to us about, you can email me at info at jeremyscook.com or uh, hit me up on Twitter at Jeremy S. Cook or YouTube. Is, uh, my channel is Jeremy S. Cook. 
And uh, what about you, Max? Where can they find where can they find you? Max Maker on YouTube and Max uh, Maker YouTube at Instagram. I think those two are the best places to see what I'm doing, uh, what I'm working on. And if you want to write me an email, nobody wants to write me an email. But it's max.maker333 at gmail.com. Nice, nice. Oh, and if um, if info at Jeremy S. Cook is too long for you, you can also email hi at jeremyscook.com. If you, That's really good. If that feels more friendly. So. How about complaint at jeremyscook.com? You know, I haven't registered that one yet, but maybe soon. And oh, I guess we should officially say thanks to Stephen Booker for being our our Patreon. Thank you very Number much. one Patreon for this, this month or this You know, Stephen, episode. if you're hearing this... Let us know what you're working on. That would be interesting. And we, we can discuss it next week in the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. So, but thanks everyone for listening and uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye.